important to say a special thank you to all those who work so hard to decorate the church and make it so beautiful, not just at Christmas time and Easter time, but all year through. We appreciate your good work. And so we've enjoyed it so much. Uh, one last look because it'll be gone next week, I know, but uh, we appreciate that so much. Psalm 90 uh, this morning in your copy of God's word, Psalm 90, Psalm 90, you know, growing older isn't always easy, is it? This past week, I read what one older gentleman said. He said, I've sure gotten old. I've had two bypass surgeries, a hip replacement, new knees, fought prostate cancer and diabetes. I'm half blind, can't hear anything quieter than a jet engine, take 40 different medications that make me dizzy, winded and subject to blackouts have bouts with dementia, have poor circulation, hardly feel my hands and feet anymore, can't remember if I'm 85 or 92, I've lost all my friends, but thank God I still have my driver's license. (laughs) Growing older isn't always easy, is it? But here we are. Another year has passed. Another new year has begun. And we're all getting older. And we're all getting one step closer to the grave, to death, to eternity. Happy New Year, huh? No, but listen, that's not said in a bitter, morbid, depressing way. That's said in a way that lines up with the clear teaching of the Word of God. Every day brings each one of us closer to death and to eternity. And we're all going to die unless the Lord Jesus raptures us home first. Even so come Lord Jesus. But our days are numbered. And as you see, we're beginning a new series today for the new year called Number Your Days. That's what we're focusing on as we begin 2017 together. And we're going to be looking today at uh, what is probably the oldest psalm in your Bible, Psalm 90. Uh, This is one of my favorite psalms, Psalm 90. And it contains the verse that we're going to take as our theme verse For 2017, so our church's theme verse is here in Psalm 90. Now, before we read it, I want to encourage you to look for some things as we go through it. As I was studying it again this past week, it occurred to me that you really have in Psalm 90 a giant contrast in place. What you have in Psalm 90, it seems, is first of all, the greatness of God as opposed to the weakness of man. Put another way, you might say it's the immortality of God as opposed to the mortality of man. So I want you to look for that as we read through Psalm 90. And I want you to remember that this psalm, as you notice in your Bible, is a psalm that was penned by Moses. Now, Moses probably knew more about death than most people. You remember, don't you, that he wandered around in the wilderness For 40 years, waiting for a whole generation to die. He probably saw over a million people die during that time. Remember what Numbers 32, 13 says? So the Lord's anger was aroused against Israel and he made them wander in the wilderness 40 years until all the generation that had done evil in the sight of the Lord was gone. So when you think about it, beloved, the wilderness wanderings were really one long funeral march. And they were waiting for a generation 
of people to die. Now, it's possible that Moses wrote Psalm 90 at the end of that march, before his own death, before the people entered the promised land. We're not sure when he wrote it. But if it was at that time, what do you think you would have written had you been in Moses' sandals? I mean, funeral after funeral, day after day, year after year, maybe over a million people dying over that time frame. Waiting for a generation to die. Well, the amazing thing is, is, is when you see what Moses wrote, uh, as Leupold said, there does not appear to be any trace of bitterness or of undue pessimism. Just plain, realistic thinking marks these words. Because it would be real easy after that many funerals to get bitter and depressed and cynical. But we don't find that in Psalm 90. We find just realistic, plain thinking that marks Psalms, uh, excuse me, Psalm 90. So I want us to read it today. And as I go through Psalm 90 with you, remember you're looking for the greatness of God as opposed to the weakness of man. You're looking for the immortality of God versus the mortality of man. And I want you to see if you see that as we go through together. Psalm 90, a prayer of Moses, the man of God. Verse 1. Lord, you have been our dwelling place in all generations. Before the mountains were brought forth, or ever you had formed the earth and the world, even from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. You turn man to destruction. And say, return, O children of men. For a thousand years in your sight are like yesterday when it is past, and like a watch in the night. That's four hours. You carry them away like a flood. They are like a sleep. In the morning they are like grass which grows up. In the morning it flourishes and grows up. In the evening it is cut down and withers. For we have been consumed by your anger, and by your wrath we are terrified. You have set our iniquities before you, our secret sin to the light of your countenance. For all of our days have passed away in your wrath. We finish our years like a sigh. Verse 10. The days of our lives are 70 years. And if by reason of strength there are 80 years, yet their boast is only labor and sorrow, for it is soon cut off and we fly away. Who knows the power of your anger? For as the fear of you, so is your wrath. So teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. Return, O Lord, how long? And have compassion on your servants. O satisfy us early with your mercy that we may rejoice and be glad all of our days. Make us glad according to the days in which you have afflicted us. The years in which we have seen evil, let your work appear to your servants and your glory to their children and let the beauty of the Lord our God be upon us and establish the work of our hands for us. Yes, establish the work of our hands. Now, our theme verse, as you might have already guessed, is verse 12, where we get the name of this series. And I want us to read it together. And I want us to read it out loud. Would you read it with me? We won't read the reference, but let's read the verse. So teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. That is my prayer, beloved, for our church family. That is the prayer that I'm praying personally for myself. 
to the Lord to teach me to number my days, to teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. Now, looking at Moses's request in this psalm, uh, we notice three things right away, especially here from verse 12. First of all, we notice that we need the Lord's instruction. Did you notice the first three words of our theme verse? So teach us. So teach us. Now, considering all the truth that we've read about God's greatness and man's weakness and God's immortality and our mortality, he comes to this point in verse 12 and Moses cries out, Lord, so teach us. He addresses us to the Lord. If anyone can teach us, surely he can. The question is, could anybody else? This is a prayer made to the Lord. But notice that Moses is very clear in what he's asking the Lord to teach him and to teach them. He says, so teach us to number our days, which brings us to the second thought. And that is we need to number our days. Now, beloved, it's obvious that we can't do this on our own. The Lord must help us. That's why Moses is praying this prayer. That's why he's addressing the Lord. So teach us to number our days. The Lord must teach us. The Lord must instruct us. But what does it mean to number our days? Is it merely just counting them out? Is it merely just getting out a calculator, your iPhone or your Android and taking the calculator and adding it up? Well, not necessarily. But, you know, I found that can be helpful. Did you notice the Bible here talks about the lifespan of man? Verse 10, did you see it? The days of our lives are 70 years. And if by reason of strength there are 80 years, yet their boast is only labor and sorrow, for it is soon cut off and we fly away. As I was studying this past week, I ran across something that uh, David Jeremiah shared in an email in October of 2015. He said, according to the most statistical research, the current average life expectancy for men in in the United States. So those of us who live here is 76 years and for women it's 81 years. I thought, wow, I just read in my Bible in verse 10, the days of our lives are 70 years. And if reason of strength, they're 80 years Yet their boast is only labor and sorrow for soon. We're soon cut off and we fly away. I guess that's where that song came from. I'll fly away. Well, there it is. That day's coming. And the interesting thing is that translates into this many days. For men, it translates into 27,740 days. And for women, it translates into 29,565 days. He said it is interesting exercise to subtract your current age, how old you are now, from the average life expectancy for your gender and multiply that by 365 to see how many days of life you have left. Now, for some of you, you don't have to do this because you're already on overtime. (laughs) You're on bonus time and say. Now, he says the number is not exact, of course. You may live more or fewer days than the average. Only God knows the days of our life. But regardless of how many days we have left, this is true. Each day is one of them. And with the passing of each day, we have one fewer. Now, beloved, some of us here have uh, had more days than others. But all of us have fewer than we realize at times. 
To number our days is not just to calculate them numerically, it's to weigh them out. It's to consider them. Now, we often count our years, don't we? And so we have a birthday celebration and we celebrate birthdays and we celebrate how many years we have lived. Moses didn't say so teach us to number our years, did he? He's praying to the Lord, so teach us to number our days. And of course, years are made up of what? They're made up of days. And you and I cannot live 2017 all at once. We can't say, well, I'm just going to live this year right now. No, it doesn't work that way. We're going to live it out day by day. And we need the Lord to teach us to number them. In other words, to realize just how short life is and to realize that we don't have a lot of time left. Did you notice what the Lord compares? This is the word of God. Did you notice what uh, the Lord compares our life to here in this psalm? Did you notice in verse five, he talks about our life is like a flood. Maybe you've been in a flood, you've seen flood waters, maybe on television, maybe in person. You ever seen someone or something swept away by a flood? It's a startling scene, but it's a picture of a life. Downriver it goes, it's gone. Uh, it's also compared to a dream or sleep, depending on what translation you're using. Um, it's short, like a dream, like sleep. Also compared to like grass, which springs up and flourishes and then is mown down. We're reminded in uh, verse 3 that we are but dust. Destruction, as I read it here, uh, but as dust. We're reminded in uh, Genesis chapter 3, verse 19. In the sweat of your face you shall eat bread. This is the Lord speaking to Adam and them. In the sweat of your face you shall eat bread till you return to the ground. For out of it you were taken. For dust you are. And to dust you shall return. So, preacher, where are you going with all this? Well, I'm going here. We need to learn something very important. We need to get this lesson down. And it's this, beloved. Life is short. That's a key lesson that all of us need to get down. Life is short. And we need the Lord's help to teach us to number our days, to weigh them out, to consider them. Maybe we need to pray like the psalmist did. Drop this reference down. Psalm 39, verse 4. It's a great prayer request. Psalm 39, 4. Lord, make me to know my end. And what is the measure of my days that I may know how frail I am? We joked about growing older. But as you grow older, no matter, and again, that's a relative term. To some in here, I'm young. To others in here, I'm old. It just is a relative term. But as you grow older, what happens? You begin to realize that. Boy, I am frail. I'm not as strong as I used to be. I can't do that like I used to. I make a lot more noise when I move than I used to. Kind of like the Rice Krispies. I snap, crackle, and pop every time I stand up or get up. There's a purpose for this, though. Moses is praying for the Lord to teach him numbers days, not just so he'll know. There's a purpose behind it. And that's where the next part of our theme verse comes in. So teach us to number our days that... Here's the purpose that we may what we may gain a heart of wisdom. We need to gain a heart of wisdom. And beloved, this does not come as a result of our own doing. This is what Moses is praying for. God teaches to number our days, to weigh them out, to consider them, to realize these truths so that I can have a heart of wisdom. And of course, the question is, what is a heart of wisdom? Well, included in that must be the fact that. It must be the truth of knowing God and fearing God 
That's a heart of wisdom. A heart of wisdom uh, includes obeying God and doing his will. A heart of wisdom realizes the brevity of life. A heart of wisdom realizes the importance of investing one's life for God. Because, beloved, hear me, the very first day of a new year, hear me clearly this morning. We only have a few days to live here. We better make the most of them. Our life is short. This is the day the Lord hath made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. You cannot get this day back. Once it's gone, it's gone. We dare not waste it. We dare not squander it. You'll never be the same age today ever again. Because tomorrow you'll be what? Another day older than a week older. You know, when our children are young, we begin to multiply. Oh, well, you know, they're five days old. They're a week old. How old are they? Well, she's, she's 15 weeks. We don't do that when we get old, do we? No. When we get a little bit older, it's our children. I'm, I'm eight and a half. Nobody does that at 85. I'm 85 and a half. Well, maybe. When you hit 90, maybe you won't want to do that. But here's the thing about it, beloved. Life is short. We're never going to get this day back. Your children will never be the same age ever again as they are today. Tomorrow, they'll be another day older. You'll never have this exact same time again. You better invest it. And to do so, we need the Lord's instruction. Most of us have lived long enough to realize that life is full of options. Have you found that to be the case? Life is full of options. And with those options come decisions that have to be made. And you know what I found? I found the same thing you have. There are a lot more options than there are days. And there are a lot more opportunities than there is time. If you don't believe that, go try to buy some light bulbs this afternoon. A lot of options. Decisions must be made. Life is filled with options and opportunities and I've got to make some decisions. So here's the question. How do I decide which option, which opportunity to choose? How do I know how to invest my time? Put another way. How do I know how to spend that part of my life? That's what I'm doing. We think about time and calendar schedule. Think about it in this term. This is your life that you're spending. This is a segment of life. Well, in order to know which ones to choose, I need the Lord's instruction. So teach us to number our days so I can gain a heart of wisdom. I need the Lord's instruction to teach me so then I can act wisely. Now, here's the plan for this series. This is obviously message one. We've got that figured out. But in the coming weeks in this New Year's uh, sermon series, we're going to be talking about uh, the different ways we can spend our days in a wise way. Um, how we can exercise a heart of wisdom to truly number our days, uh, to make our days count and thus to make our lives count. And may I just say this is going to be a challenging series, possibly in many ways. What you're going to find as we go through the word together is that instead of adding a bunch of stuff to your life. You may actually need to get rid of. Of a bunch of stuff from your life. And when I use that word stuff, I'm using it in its broadest sense. I'm not just talking about possessions and items that may be included. I'm talking about commitments and obligations and choices 
and the things that are part of your life at the moment. It may be that the Lord is going to speak to your heart and your life and say to you through the word that instead of doing more, you actually need to do less. And by doing less, that will free you up to do what is really important. Because if you're not careful, have you found out that as you walk through life, it's kind of like when you are uh, static. You ever been static? I've been struggling with that this winter. I've been shocking the fire. (laughs) Stuff clings to you. And life's a lot like that, isn't it? And commitments and choices and obligations. And you don't ask for a lot. It just comes and comes and comes. And, and you're weighed down by a lot of that. And what happens is the busyness of life and the clutter of life and the static of life comes along. And we begin to neglect the things that are really important as we number our days. And instead of exercising a heart of wisdom, we're just merely going through life trying to survive. So Moses' prayer is so important here. So teach us to number our days. We may gain a heart of wisdom. Put another way, we're going to learn hopefully how to redeem our time. Um, How to number our days. How to exercise true, biblical, godly wisdom. So I hope you'll be back next week with a Bible. Maybe something to take some notes with. And an eagerness to study God's word. Now before you go, I want to give you two homework assignments. Now, the good news about homework assignments at church is you can do them if you want to. If you don't, that's fine. These are optional. I'm not going to grade you on them. But let me encourage you to do two things as we go through this series. So here are two things that I want to encourage you to do homework assignments. Number one, figure out how many days you have left on average. Now, again, some of you are on overtime, bonus time. You say, hey, I'm done with that one. But others of you, what you do is take... The average lifespan, men, 76, ladies, 81, subtract your current age, find out what that is, and then multiply by 365. Now, if you have trouble with that, we have some math teachers in the congregation. Uh, we can set up an appointment. They can tutor. But listen, this is general. Up, oh, he's already holding it up. You already got it. You already did it. So if you haven't done it yet, y'all are supposed to be listening, not doing math while I'm preaching that. <laughs> But figure out, it's a startling thing, by the way. It's startling. And it'll give you some perspective to realize just where you are. If I make it to 80, I'm halfway. If I make it to 70, I'm over halfway. And listen, don't gloat if you're young, because listen, that's an average. That's not a guarantee. People of all ages die. Now, number two, I want to encourage you. To join us in reading the New Testament this year. I'm not challenging us to read the whole Bible this year. Say, so why not, preacher? Well, because some maybe you, you do that all the time and that's great. I don't want to discourage you from doing that. But some maybe have never ventured into the word of God because just the thought of reading the 66 books is overwhelming. So I thought, well, just the New Testament this year. Let's do the New Testament as a church family. I've given you guides. They're back there on the tables as you leave. You can download it from the website. I'm trying to post a weekly video. It's already up for this week. I'm going to try to put a video up for the coming week's reading each week. In other words, I'll kind of give you some insight of what we're going to be reading. We're starting in the Gospel of Mark. What we're encouraged to do is spend five minutes a day, five days a week. You have seven days, but at least five days a week. 
And, and to get into God's word, you say, well, what? Well, what does it say here? So teach us to number our days. We may gain a heart of wisdom. How's the Lord going to teach us primarily? Through his word. How are we going to gain the Lord's instruction? Through his word. And so I want to challenge you to pray about this. And listen, today's day one to launch into the word of God. And read the New Testament with us. And then come back next week. And we're going to launch in talking about some of the ways we can number our days, redeem the time and exercise a heart of wisdom. And before we close up shop today, I want us to read this verse again. And this is unusual because I'm not going to have us read the reference. We're going to be reading this probably each week. And so here's the great thing. If you haven't memorized any verses yet for 2017, and I'm guessing most haven't. Uh, hopefully by the time we're done with this, you're going to have this verse hidden in your heart as well. It's our theme verse for 2017. Would you read it out loud again? So teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. Father, we need your instruction. We need your teaching. We need your word. Father, I pray that you would encourage those who have taken the challenge to read the New Testament this year. Help them not to grow weary in well-doing, but open up the word to them in a wonderful way. We've been studying in our Sunday school classes about the importance of your word. We're reminded today forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. It's a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. It's the way a young man or young lady can keep their path pure and clean. And Lord, it's the instruction we need to number our days and live them out with a heart of wisdom. And so, Father, help us in this endeavor to seek you in your face. To seek your instruction. And I pray for this series, Lord, as we go through it week by week. That you would correct us and help us. And Lord, to be obedient to your spirit's leading. Some of us need to let some things go. Others may need to bring some things into their life that they have let slide to the side. Father, I just pray that you would help us to come with open hearts and open minds ready to hear your word proclaimed. As we sang earlier in this service, speak, O Lord. We want to hear your truth. We want to be guided by it. Father, I pray if anyone here does not know you as Savior and Lord, may they start this new year by receiving Christ as their Lord and Savior. Lord, I pray with the man of God, Moses. So teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Our closing hymn is 290. I am thine, O Lord. I have heard thy voice and it told thy love to me. Draw me nearer, 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 blessed Lord, to the cross where thou hast died. That should be our prayer each day and each year. To be drawn closer to Jesus. Let's stand together. 290, the altar is open if you have a need this morning. 290, I am thine, O Lord.